Wednesday night. Yep, too I've, late. I've told uh, three Wednesday different people night. today. Uh, wow. Yeah. Advertising. Yep. Uh, media Bow Podcast. We're a podcast that talks about the media. We talk about movies. We talk about television. We talk about music and then even video games every once in a while, including today. Big video game episode, but that's coming later. Yep. Um, He's Matt. I'm Mike. Yeah, this is Pikachu. Today is, yes, we have a Pikachu now. Yes. I don't know how that, or not a real Pikachu, obviously, a stuffed Pikachu. We got from the Nickel Nickel Five Cent Games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, today is uh, August the 10th. That sounds right. August yeah, the August 10th, 10th, 2016. Um, and yeah, let's get rolling with uh, movies. So, okay, this is your turn to gloat this week. We I'm not really it. gloating, though, because... Yeah, because it shouldn't happen. What it should happen, too. I told you this was going to happen. So, context. Last week, we did our uh, semi-regular uh, prediction of box office over-under. Uh, whether on weeks that we know what's going to be number one, we do a over-under on the box office totals. You had heard through the grapevine uh, that this was had really early... That this movie had really great pre-sale sales and was rumored to hit the mythic 140 million number. Yes. But we had both agreed that that was not going to happen and that 130 was probably the more realistic number to do the over-under on. Me taking the under and right, you by default taking the over. Right, because we were basing this off of box office from uh dawn of justice yeah and as well as marvel's deadpool because this is a comic book movie in case you haven't figured out yet this also is, we're talking about suicide squad yes it's a comic book and it's anti-heroes jared leto joker uh margot Robbie's butt um and will smith's acting apparently. and will smith's acting <laughs> together for the first time yes will smith acting for the first time ever <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know the academy awards says hi so it was see, Ali from the grave. I didn't see Ali. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, $135 million. Yep, just over our, our placement of 130 So, so I lost, well, you won. You lost, but again, we put this thing like Really, it sounds really like close. America lost. Uh, so yeah, yeah it's, uh, I guess the, the short and sweet of Suicide Squad is probably don't go see it. Uh, according to the reviews, you yeah. should not see this movie. It seems like it's mediocre. It's not as apparently as bad as Batman v Superman, but that's because it doesn't share its dour tone. At least they've pepped it up a little, from what I understand. Yes. It's a little more fun, but it still apparently is a, a narrative mess. Um, and not, nobody's really able to save it, even though apparently Will Smith is okay. Yeah. Um, this thing's looking at a 70% drop this weekend. Probably. Uh, what do you think? Uh, oh, well, let's go over the rest of our box office real quick. So, uh, number one, Suicide Squad, yep. $135 million. Yep. Over $175 million budget, it's going to make it's it It's obviously going to make it up. I mean, domestically by itself, it'll make that money. Yep. It won't even need international, but it'll make some money international as well. Number two was Jason Bourne. Yeah, what's the drop on that? Uh, well, I did not put the drop on that. That was $30 million, yeah. about $35 million here. Thirty-five million New England Patriots running backs. Yes. Looking at your Google history here, yeah. <laughs> it could have been way worse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it could have been way worse. <laughs> Jason Bourne, sixty-two uh, percent drop. Yeah, that sounds about right. Forty million dollars. Uh, um, no, that puts it at like twenty-five. 
five million. Okay. Yeah. So it did okay for its second outing. Yeah. People are still seeing it, I guess. Um, uh, number three, uh, yeah. yeah, twenty-two million. Number three was Bad Moms. Still, still on there. Wow. Yep. Somebody is seeing that movie. I don't know. Fourteen who. million dollars. Forty-one huh. percent drop. So basically, no one's seeing movies. Uh, <laughs> well, the big drop. Well, fourth is Secret Life of Pets again. Can't know it came in fourth. Whoa. The big drop was Star Trek Beyond. Ten million. Sixty percent drop. I think. Are we finally to the point where um, Secret Life of Pets has been on the top ten longer than Finding Dory was? Because I feel like it has. No. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I feel like it's been there forever. Uh, it's only been there for five weeks. Wow. Finding Dory was in the top ten. It just dropped out of the top ten at 11 with 1.9 million. It's on there for eight weeks. Wow. Okay. Well. Yep. Goes to show you. So we'll see if Secret Life can outlast it, but let's hope not. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, coming up this weekend, we have uh, three movies. Uh, the animated hilarious comedy that you should not take your children to see, Sausage Party. I've heard things about this movie. I've heard dirty things about I, this yeah, movie. Yeah, I have heard a couple things uh, about this movie, and I have no idea whether I actually want to see that thing or not. I feel like my my curiosity is telling me that I should see this thing, <laughs> but my actual, like, taste yeah, is telling me, no, you'll probably hate it. What are you doing to yourself? My threshold of Seth Rogen Yeah, I mean, I don't, break. I don't hate th Seth Rogen. I like Seth Rogen when he's in Judd Apatow stuff. I like Seth Rogen in, like, some of the stuff he does. Yes, but this, uh, this sounds like Seth Rogen was sitting around with his friends... Smoking it up so and it's saying, funny what that if you this say that? Was, yes. Because I saw a Cartoon Network, or sorry, I guess it, uh, not a Cartoon Network, Comedy Central uh, bit, promo bit, that's exactly what you just said. It's basically Seth Rogen saying, you know how we came up with this movie? And it, yeah, it literally is a flash, fake flashback of him <laughs> and um, Evan Goldberg. Yeah. Smoking in their car. H having ho a hot dog Come, or something. Yeah, having a hot dog. Literally, yeah. yeah you, you, you've you already written this in your head. Yes. It's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> it's exactly what I think it is. Even to the point where they do the jump ahead, and then we tried to sell it, and nobody would buy it. Yes. And it's, of course, the picture of them, you know, the the sh shot of them in the, the movie studio trying to pitch it to an exec. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You already know what this is. I know what this is. It's I haven't seen the skit, by the way, but I know but exactly what this skit is. Exactly, because it's been done. Yes. But yeah, uh, that, I don't know about that movie. Okay, well <laughs> then, how about the family-friendly movie of Pete's Dragon? So, yeah, Disney sure wants you to believe that thing's going to be good. Yeah. Because every ad I've seen for that thing on TV is like, it's already a classic and all this stuff. Yep. It's like, come on. I haven't heard a single review yet. Where are you getting this information? <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe um, it's maybe it's okay. Maybe it'll do okay money. I mean, it is it is trying to follow uh, Jungle Book, after all. Yeah. In that line of uh, Disney animated remakes. And lastly this weekend in wide release, we have Florence Foster Jenkins, the Meryl Streep Academy Award nominee. <laughs> movie yeah we'll we'll see i don't know yep 
but yeah, that looks boring. It looks boring. <laughs> I mean, it's Meryl Streep doing Meryl Streep stuff. Yeah, pretty much. So if you're a housewife and you miss Meryl Streep, here's your Meryl Streep fix. <laughs> Not just housewives like Meryl Streep. A lot of people watch like Meryl Streep. Um, sure. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Uh, okay, so that's your box office. Uh, so uh, what's our number one next week? I hate to say sausage party. Uh, I don't know. Well, it's either that or Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad holds over. over. I think Suicide Squad holds over. I think Sausage Party is not a big enough deal. I say Sausage Party does about $20 million. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. But that's not what our bet is. We no. should probably do Suicide Squad. So you're saying 70% drop. What would that put it around? It puts it around uh, 6, 7, 8. 6, 7, 80 million. Uh, so over, 75 million. Let's do over under 70. I say it just goes over 70. I'll do the under. All right. Okay, we'll check back in next week about that. Yep. Movie... I, don't see other, I don't see anything else going over 70 million no. this weekend. God, no. <laughs> Especially not Sausage Party. No. All right, what about what do we have in movie news this week? In movie news, actually, we're going to start talking about movie losses. Okay. So, Ghostbusters. Yeah, this was depressing. Yep. Will likely end in a $70 million loss. Yeah, well, yeah. And we know. Thus, a sequel will be highly unlikely. I think it could happen. Well, it has nowhere else to open. And you're at 70 million loss right now. I, I, I know, but I still think a sequel could happen. Think about the names involved. I think they have push. It's maybe in a couple years, you know, when the dust has settled on this thing. Well, like a six-year? Also, don't forget that there is a strong possibility, and a lot of movies have had this, strong possibility of dvd and blu-ray sales being strong for this thing it could find an audience later yeah it could find an audience later and they could basically recoup costs that way so it's not dead yet maybe a netflix steps in maybe that's also an option that's the yeah. thing is also if sony bails on a, a possible sequel i'm sure he would take that film elsewhere Yep. I'm sure he he could easily find another home for it. Uh, but here's the thing, though, is that Paul Feig, mm-hmm. Feig, uh, Feig said that he would not reboot another classic. Yeah, but this wouldn't be rebooting No, this would be a sequel. This would be a sequel to a movie he's already made. Right. So, no, that's not going to happen. Okay. I mean, I see why he'd say that. I mean, it's probably not just because of the underperformance of this, but also because probably of the heat he got for this. He probably Not just, from the heat. The heat that he got from this that I'm sure he didn't enjoy. You know, facing a angry mob of fans is never fun, and it's hard for anybody. Yep. So yeah, probably a wise choice for Mr. Fig. Should probably check this. I am. Uh, but yeah. So. And uh, yeah, and our other loss um comes from Warcraft. Over. Yeah. That will only close to thirty to forty million dollar loss. That was still that's still surprising. We thought the thing that thing was gonna make up all its money internationally. Uh, actually, it didn't make up a whole lot of it in China. Wow. Yeah, but despite that, it still, still didn't make it. Still a thirty to forty. It was loss. an expensive movie, I guess. Yep. It's budgets again. It's budgets. It's like the the studios have to rein in the budgets of these big movies. Yep. Because it's getting at really out of hand. Yep. Big budget tent poles for summer for anime. S- yeah. summer. Summer's getting hard. Summer. This summer was brutal. I mean, even Pixar barely survived. Like, 
if you want a summer like this like yeah like what are our, what are the big ones it's secret life of pets it's dory it's the secret life of pets with 319 million yeah it's... dory with 473 million it's uh tarzan 124 million yeah but start even then start checks it. at 127 but yeah that's it basically jungle book at it only did 362 million and civil war did 407 so yeah if you're looking at that list that's not a lot of movies and and that's not a lot of the movies we thought were going to be big and yeah the summer has just been super brutal mm-hmm. so yeah don't know all right well, let's just movies that were over 200 yeah or over 100 over 150 million it was intense, but it's still going. Yep. What else do we have in movie news? And in uh, movie news... Although we can all uh, agree that Nine Lives is getting getting its com- comeuppance. Yeah. It's doing terribly. Yes, but, I mean, yeah, there's no budget list support, so what do we report on it? I bet it probably made all its money back. Six million? Uh, all six well, million of may- it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's gotta be the cheapest frickin' thing. The CG on that cat. Actually, there's no CG on that cat. That's right. The cat's mo- lips don't even move. Yep. So it's like the most lazy movie they could have possibly made. Ugh. All right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, speaking of Ghostbusters, uh, um, it, one of the main factors is because it had an all-female lead. Most likely. <sighs> all-female cast. Well, they're gonna try this thing again. With Ocean's Eleven. Sure. Although they're going to call it Ocean's Eight. I've heard of this. Yes. Um, there is a cast listing uh, set up for it. Rihanna is in this movie. Yes. So this will star as Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett. And deals are pretty much closing right now with the supporting cast of Anne Hathaway, Rihanna, mm-hmm. Helen Bottom Carter. Okay. Mindy Kaling. Okay. And Aquafina. What? So, yes. You lost me. Tina Aquafina? Like the character from Bojack Horseman? No. Uh, the name is Aquafina. <laughs> uh, I'm really confused. This is a, really uh, confused right now. It's the hip hop moniker of the Asian American rapper and actress Nora Loom, who was just in Neighbors 2. I, okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> That, uh, sure, okay. However, that cast was only seven. Who would think they would get for an eighth? Melissa McCarthy. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's my Probably a Leslie Jones. That's my joke answer. No, but, no, uh, maybe Rihanna. That's my joke answer, but my real answer... Uh, would I'd see Kate fit, McKinnon. Fit this group? Maybe... Actually, I feel like they need. I feel like they need a straight man. The straight man is not Sandra Bullock. Eh, no. Or Kate Blanchett. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Kate Blanchett. Ah. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe they get. They need. A, maybe they need um, someone a little older. Maybe they get. Um, someone on the older side. Um, Helen Mirren, or too old. I don't know. Dane Judy Dench. Uma Thurman. Ooh. You get Uma Thurman. There you That's go. a good role. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uma Thurman. And she's like she's the ringleader. She's or the George Clooney role. Okay. Yeah. Not, not the LA Gould role? 
<laughs> no. Okay. No, she's the George Clooney. <laughs> that works. I don't know. I see uh, Sandra Bullock <laughs> being the George Clooney and Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I mean, and Anne Hathaway being the Matt Damon. Yeah, 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 probably. So you need either a Bernie Mac or a Elliot Gould. I think Mindy Kaling is your Bernie Mac. Okay. <laughs> then who's the Elliot this Gould? This is a weird conversation <laughs> we're having right now. <laughs> I think Helena Bottom Carter is your Elliot Gould. Uh, I thought she'd be more of a uh, Casey Affleck. I think uh, <laughs> Rihanna is your Casey Affleck. No. Yeah. No. Rihanna's not Casey Affleck. Rihanna's of uh, Don Cheadle. We're, we're talking absolute <laughs> nonsense right now. <laughs> we're naming actors what we're doing. <laughs> this, is, this makes no sense. <laughs> Anyways, they need an eighth person. Yeah, okay? I'll, I'll, I'll probably see that movie. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably see I, I like heist movies. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what's good? Heist movies. Yeah. You know what there needs to be more of? Heist, heist movies. movies. Yeah. Heist movies, all female cast, set in New York. Yeah, I'd see this. Yeah. You know what was a really bad heist movie? Tower, Tower heist. heist. Hey, we saw that movie for free. Ugh, and good thing we didn't pay for it. Ugh, <laughs> yes. lord. And lastly in movie news, um, Transformers, the movie... Yes. The animated movie. Yeah, yeah, that one. This will be getting a 30th anniversary. Sure. Remastered. 4K Blu-ray sure. edition with commentary. Okay. I mean, this isn't really for us. This is probably for the generation before us. Yes. But I'm sure they'll get a kick out of it. Yep. But it's a 4K remaster. It's one of the rare 4K movies out there. Yeah, I guess. So if you have a 4K TV, here's something. Here's to something play. you can actually play on it. Yep. Uh, and if you just bought an X, or if you're going to buy an Xbox uh, uh, One S, you'll have something 4K to play on it. We'll talk about the Xbox One S <laughs> later sure in the will. podcast. Alrighty. And okay. And lastly, for movie news, we have a movie review. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. You do, I guess. So, The Little Prince. Um, Matt. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we have to talk about this. For- formulaic, but looks really... Very, okay, The, the Little Prince yeah. is a, for some reason, an animated independent movie, Darling, that basically ran all the festivals, about 200 of them, was either, like, top nominations or top selections, winners, and... Paramount was supposed to release this back in April in, in theaters until the week it was supposed to be released when they mysteriously, for some reason, pulled it from American audiences. Maybe at the last minute they decided, we we don't think anybody's going to see this thing and decided not to theatrically release it. Right, so they pulled it last <laughs> minute, literally the week of it was its release, they pulled yeah. it. And it's been sitting on the shelves, and Netflix, God bless them... <laughs> Uh, decided that they were going to do the distribution for this and basically paid up front for it. And so it's on Netflix now. And that's the whole backstory of The Little Prince. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, additional context here. The Little Prince, if you recognize the name, is actually a very common uh, common story. It's a French story that's been told in many different media in many different ways in the, over the years. This, I guess, is a modern take on it. That interpol like basically puts the, and I didn't see the entirety of it, but I saw the ha- last half of it. Yeah. Probably, actually, felt like more than half of it. Um, but it seems like time. it was juxtaposed the original story with a modern story, um, and basically jumped back between the two. Yes. Back and forth between the two. 
Um, it sure looks cool. I will say that much. It looked really cool. Yes. Like some of the, the animation is well done. It seems very imaginative. I like uh, the jokes that they do. I okay. I liked everything about this movie for the first half of the movie. <laughs> so basically, you liked stuff before I came in. Um, before the old man hits the floor. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Before it becomes basically about her. And yes. The, yeah. Yes. No, I don't want to spoil. I mean, we're trying not to spoil it. Let's but not spoil it. But yeah, there is a t- thing that happens. You think the movie is in- ending, and then it's like, oh wait, no. And then it just this hits- is gonna be the rest of the act. The, the, the rest act, of Act Three. Act Three and surprise. And Act Three is where it loses me. Yeah. Because it did a great job in Act One and Act Two of juxtaposing the story it's telling with the story of the Little Prince. But then in Act 3, it melds the two universes in a way that does not feel like it earned it. No. No. And and it kind of, I think in a way, it kind of tosses the lesson out. Yes. Of the, of the original story. And basically just says like, oh no, we're going to give it the happy ending. We're going to give it the classic Hollywood thing. And but that and I think that's the problem that I had with this, this thing, at least from what I could tell. Is this just so formulaic? Yeah. It just felt so predictable and so rote. I don't know. Just the story was boring to me. The story was told way before they actually told the story. <laughs> just everything was very uh, on the nose. Very yeah. Yeah. Just boring. I don't know. Kids might like it. Yeah, kids might like it. I mean, apparently people have been crying over this movie. <laughs> I could see it, but then I again, I don't. I didn't. Nope. It's 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 emotional, but it's not Pixar emotional. Yeah. It's like it, it's okay. It's better than Secret Life of Pets. I'll give it that. Well, yes, a lot of things are better than that movie. <laughs> this is true. But yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's up with us because okay. because with this and between this and Stranger, Stranger things, things, we're just I don't we know. We just don't get it. We're just grumpy. Or, I don't know. We're just grumpy. However, later in the podcast, what we have good things to say about something else that has a current zeitgeist, so yes. we'll make up for it. We, yeah. we definitely will. <laughs> uh, uh, and who knows? Maybe next 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 time we'll come back having seen Sausage Party, and maybe we'll rave about that. Who knows? We're unpredictable here. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of Netflix, let's talk about television. Yep. Netflix said uh, immediately after our podcast, "Quote: We'd be stupid not to do a season two. Yeah. So, look out for season two of Stranger Things. No surprise there. It's... Although it might take a while for them to actually create it." Yeah, but no surprise. Yep. Seems like they in interviews the guys said that they had had ways that they could do another yep. another season of that thing. Not surprised. And okay, we're gonna go through all this and come back to the Olympics. Yeah, because there's probably a lot to talk about there. We're not going to probably gonna go into a lot of detail there. No, I just want to talk about uh, some of the back stuff. Yeah, but we can I'll talk about our else. impressions, like what we've been yeah experiencing all right, so, so much first off in a move in a tv news yeah harry potter harry potter yep harry potter um will no longer be or will no longer be a part of the warner brothers family well well maybe rephrase this okay obviously the rights to the movies are still warner brothers yes <laughs> but we're talking that's about it. rights that's to it. television the rights yes. to the movies will be in warner brothers yes. hands however dv TV and digital media outlet will now be transferred to NBC. Okay. 
Um, this includes all the Harry Potters and all the Fantastic Beast movies. So is this an ex- is this a probably a contract extension of the Universal theme park deal? I think this is because yeah of the, the Universal, popularity of, of the, the popularity Universal. of the Universal. So Comcast finagled their way into getting them to getting Warner yes. to be like, hey, let's. Hey, look at look at how good this thing is doing over here. Maybe maybe you can share a little bit of this pie. Just like slice a little tiny slice for us. Yeah. <laughs> Smart, I yeah. guess if they can. Well, this means that as of July first, two thousand eighteen, next or uh, two years from now, USA Networks and Sci Fi will be the principal homes and titles uh, for Harry Potter. Because right now they are on freeform. Right, they yeah. Right now they're on freeform because Disney of the weird lineage there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, even though it's a Disney-owned network, yeah. Yeah. So there's some sort. It there's there's Warner DNA in there somewhere. I I don't know. It's it's an old Warner DNA. Uh, the that... story of that network is fascinating to me. <laughs> oh my god. From all the way back when it was the Family Channel. Yes. To ABC Family. <laughs> no, to Fox Family. A Fox Family. And then ABC, ABC yes. Family. And then into Freeform. Yes. Super fascinating. Um, yes. Uh, so the first Fantastic Beast pick, uh, which is released for November of this year, means it'll probably be on NBC sometime in 2019. This is an estimated $250 million purchase. I bet. Yep. I'm surprised it's not more than that, actually. Well... That's the initial, yeah. depending on how the success of the Fantastic Beast movies, could be more. So do you think uh, this means that you th- you'll see uh, Harry Potter Weekend on Sci-Fi from now on instead of on Freeform? Probably, or <laughs> USA. Yeah, I could see it on USA. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, actually, yeah, that's probably where it would end up. Most likely USA. Yeah. I could see... I see them doing more, uh, probably with sci-fi because it is. That's why I said sci-fi initially yeah. is because you get the fantasy element. Yeah, but it's USA where characters are welcome. Also, you could have an episode of Face Off that's completely Harry Potter themed. You could, which would be pretty rad. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> so hey, NBC. By the way, Face Off is rad. By the way, NBC. <laughs> uh, good job. Good job, guys. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not a bad purchase. Yeah. And uh, last bit of TV news. TV news before we get to the Olympics. Yeah. Um, it's called dinner party. Why what? are you reading my notes? What is called dinner party? So, um, <laughs> one of these people has been oh. in jail. <laughs> the other <laughs> of these people has a TV is a TV personality <laughs> of sorts. It's cute. I like what you've done. I already heard about this. <laughs> uh, I just didn't know it was called dinner party. But that's yes. what it's called. Yes. So, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg. and Martha Stewart yeah. yes. <laughs> are teaming up. Yeah, you never thought you'd hear that. Yep. Um, Here we are. It's called Martha and Snoop's Dinner Party. Sure, okay. Uh, the dinner party will exemplify America's fascination with food, entertainment, and, and celebrities. Well, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, the dinner party will redesign, quote, Redesign the traditional food competition shows in new and different and funny ways. Uh-huh. So I guess these celebrities will be making their own dinners of some sort. Okay. So it's basically like uh, Leslie Jones shows up and says, 
This is how Leslie Jones makes um, chicken fried steak, and then yes. Leslie Jones prepares this chicken fried steak. Right, and then they talk to them about like I'd watch their, that. their their home style, like, where they learn to cook. Talk about their family, yeah. their moms, All right. in the kitchen. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll try. I'd try that out for an episode. Yeah. I'd see how that works. Although goes. I do love Snoop's comment about it. Okay, uh, let's see. I try my inner uh, diggity dog here. Okay, my homegirl Martha and I. Have a special bond that goes back. We're going to be cooking, drinking, and having a good time with our exclusive friends. Exclusive friends. Can't wait for you to see how we roll together. Oh, boy. Roll yes. together. Roll. Yep. Roll. This will be uh, a he, set in VH1. He's talking <laughs> about weed. Funny enough, Snoop Dogg has his own production company. Roll, he's talking about rolling rolling weed. Get yes. it? Yes. Roll weed. Yes, this will be produced by <laughs> Stoop Dog's production company. Stoop Dog has... What Take a, a guess what of what saying? it is. Of course he has his production company. Take a company. guess of what it's named. Uh, some raw dog entertainment. I don't know. No. Some, something dog entertainment. Nope. What is it? Other way. <laughs> Snoop. Mary Jane. Ah. <laughs> Mary Jane Productions. Good lord. And not only will Mary Jane Productions be producing <laughs> this show for VH1... It will also be producing this show, if you know what I mean. Yes. Um, they'll also be producing a show for MTV called Mary and Jane. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bye. How Mary do you Jane get Productions. this rabbit hole go? <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds yeah. like a disaster. All right. Uh, yeah, now we talk about... Now let's talk about the Olympics. Now let's talk about uh, NBC's uh, sportscasm. Yes, we need to talk about... Uh, 2016 uh, Rio Olympics. Yes. The NBC Universal Comcast production oh of the God. In- yes. Can we talk about those Comcast ads real quick? <laughs> Are we talking about how ridiculous those ads are? Well, yes. Let's actually talk about ads in oh, general. Oh my God! Because NBC has already sold 1.2 billion dollars in national advertising time. I believe it. Yep. Okay, but okay, that that Comcast ad. I'm sure you guys have seen it, but it's basically it starts out as like. Look at all the things that have happened this year. And it starts with, like, oh, the Olympics. And then it goes, first, it shows clips of Secret Life of Pets. And then it shows, and it just goes through, and, like, you slowly realize, oh, wait, these are all universal properties. Yes. But then it goes, like, and we brought, like, some sort of cable thing. And then it shows, like, a family on a couch, like, going through their Comcast box on cable. And, and it just, then all of a sudden the illusion just shatters for me. I'm like, no, 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 That's not like those other things. Those other things, like, or at least entertainment, that thing is a ripoff. <laughs> that thing right there, no one likes. It's like, you can't put the thing that no one likes along with the other things that everybody likes. But they're trying to promote synergy. It's almost, it almost, you know what it felt like to me? It felt like something that would have been a gag in 30 Rock. <laughs> right? It would have yes. been like, Jack Donaghy would have said, like, this is what we need to do. We need a commercial for, that puts our, the best of our movies, the best of our television shows, and then somebody using our amazing cable box. It's like, that's the joke. That's the punchline, right? The, but this is no, the thing. No, 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 no. Use it in the microwave. <laughs> But yes. yeah, that's close enough, right? It's like that sound that should be the punchline, but this is a real thing. Yes. This is a real thing that is airing right now. <laughs> Not just airing, ah. airing consistently. It's like ask anyone what they think about Comcast, and most people are negative. 
It's like how I know I understand that part of this purchase of the Universal NBC stuff was to combat this exact problem that Comcast has a bad front-facing image. No one likes them. I mean, I read something about Xfinity. I didn't realize Xfinity works like a cell phone plan. You have to buy data packages for your internet. Yeah. It blew my mind. Some because I was on like a message board and somebody was talking about um something about streaming like Netflix streaming or music streaming or something and somebody was like if I have Xfinity like how often do you use this? And somebody posted things like Oh, pony up for the ultimate package. And there's just like this thing that has like four lines that are super high, like like thousands of like there and there's like cutoff. They throttle your data for a internet connection. It, yeah. I can't. Tell me how you really feel. Ah! I mean, I just feel so spoiled not having to worry about that now. Not worry about a limit? But there are so many places in the country that only have Comcast. There's no other option. And so it just, oh, it pisses me off like that a company that big can be that terrible and put an ad like that out saying, like, look how awesome we are. I just, I can't. I You can't sorry. even. <laughs> sorry. But yeah, uh, well, about the Olympics. Um, They're happening. Well, despite what you think of them, <laughs> NBC Universal Chief CEO Stephen Burke <sighs> has already predicted that the Rio will be most profitable Olympics in history for I, NBC. I, I'm sure it will. I'm not surprised by that yep. because they freaking are everywhere. You like you can stream these things. You can watch it on TV all day. Oh, and by the way, at some point during these Olympics, you will see a political ad. But however, they won't specify by whom. Huh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So we'll see who ponied up the money for an Olympic ad for themselves. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's not Trump. I'm going to say it's Hillary, too. Yeah, I, I really doubt that his campaign would care Yes. at this point. I really doubt that he himself would put up the money for it. No. I can see the DSC <laughs> saying, God, you, no. have all this, but you have all these eyes, you're going to do it. Right, no, it makes more sense for her audience anyways because she knows that her audience is actually watching the Olympics. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, as for the actual Olympics, are we going to talk about that now? Yes. As for the actual Olympics, highlights include uh, the best name ever, Virginia Thrasher. Virginia Thrasher. Uh, first gold medal for the U.S. Uh, in first, first medal air of rifle. the games. Yeah, the games, like the whole games. Yeah, she's 19. Yep. 19, going back to college as a sophomore. Yep. And while, during the summer, she shoots guns, but weird fake air guns. Yep. For Olympic things. Yep. Also, um, hashtag Phelps face is a thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so for context here, uh, last night, um, there were two nights ago? That was last night. That was last night? Oh, no, it was two nights two ago. Two nights ago. Two nights ago. Yes. Um, there was a swim competition. Uh, Michael Phelps uh, against the one the dude that last time in 2012 beat him by, by what Le close. of a second yes Le close which was very close yes turns out and so they have a rivalry and so there's this great shot of this of them in like the warm up area Michael Phelps has his hood on he's looking intently on his phone and he's knelt over and this Le close guy is you know he's doing his Hopping up and down, you know, like getting, getting warmed loose. up, getting loose routine. And there's just this 
seething anger <laughs> in Michael Phelps' face, and I don't know whether it's about something he's looking at on his phone, whether it's something that he's like, maybe he's like loosening up his face muscles or something. I don't know. It didn't seem like he was directing it necessarily at the close. But it sure could have been interpreted that yes. way. And so the internet has had a field day with this thing. So some of my favorites, the one I showed you, which was one uh, with oh. a meme with Pokemon Go, where he was reacting to only seeing Rattata near him. And then there was another one I saw today. Uh, I forget what it was, but it was a very similar setup where it was like yes. first face, then a thing. And then the, oh, you know what it was? I think it, it, was, a, it was a clip, a, a, a screenshot of, the U- a YouTube video of the finale of Roseanne, <laughs> <laughs> and then his face. And I was like, okay, all right, that works. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen his face set to the Star Wars music. Yeah, I've seen his face set to uh, Miley Cyrus "Wrecking Ball." because yeah. <laughs> it's great to imagine what he's listening. To. Yes, as well as uh, Eminem's "Lose Yourself." Because of course. Because of course. Uh, but yeah, um, that was weird. Yeah. Would you? Uh, we should probably talk about the opening ceremonies just a little briefly. Uh, okay, well, I want to get through this first. Yeah. Um, women's gymnastics owned. Uh, yep. They beat everybody by ten points in the pre- prelims or qualifying rounds, yep. and then again beat everyone by eight points. Yeah, easy. Just to put that into perspective. Everyone else was bunched together between mm-hmm. first and I mean second and eighth, only a five point separation. Yep. So it's ridiculous. They're really good. They're probably going to win gold this year. Easy. Oh, they, they already won gold. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. Well, that, now they do individuals. Yeah. So Indivi- look out for the new name of not Gabby Douglas. Simone Biles. Simone Biles. Simone Biles is the lady this yeah. year. She's going to take it because she is the most consistent. She's the strongest, and she's a, uh, the fastest. She's so quick. And I think she posted better scores than Gabby Douglas this year. Yeah, I think she did. Yep. So, yeah, no, she'll easily take this thing. Yep. So look for Simone Biles. Yep. The the lifetime story of yeah, yes this will be she, she's this Olympics is Gabby Douglas so look forward to the lifetime yes, even though movie. Gabby Douglas is still there <laughs> even though Gabby Douglas yes yes um, we have a sad... are you saying that Simone Biles is the Gabby Douglas of Olympic uh, gymnastics no Simone Biles <laughs> is the Gabby Douglas of Rio <laughs> yes even though Gabby, though Gabby Douglas, Douglas is right there is the Gabby Douglas of Rio. <laughs> No, Gabby Douglas was the <laughs> Gabby Douglas uh, of London. London. Yes, <laughs> she's she's the Ronaldo of soccer. Yeah. Uh, and uh, sad news, but the Williams sisters are yeah, out. Eliminated. Not even, not even in the doubles competition, but also both of them in the singles competition. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so surprising. their time has come. Uh, speaking of times that almost came, I don't. Eh. I don't know if you saw this tonight. But um, the uh, the uh, beach volleyball, um, Carrie uh, Carrie uh, Walsh, Carrie Walsh Jennings, Jennings and, and April uh, Ross, April Ross almost lost. What? what? Almost lost tonight. They they lost a set for the first time <gasps> this Olympics. Uh, they won the first, lost the second, and barely got the match point Ooh. off of off of a, a like a close call. Oh, okay. Uh, to win, but yeah, it was looking. It was a nail biter tonight against, right. uh, I think, the Swedish. Um, so yeah, it was it was something. So yeah, well, very yes. very close. At beach volleyball, very nice to look at. <laughs> well, also they're doing really oh, yeah. good. I mean, yeah, this is the first time with uh, Carrie Walsh Jennings without Missy May Trainer. Right, Carrie Walsh Jennings keeping that winning streak going. Yeah. She's 
ridiculous. They're they've been undefeated this whole time. And lastly, uh, we watched some archery, and holy hell, was that one close? Yeah, archery was close too. And uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff yeah. going on. Oh, a lot of, a lot yes, of... I also saw a shooting today. Yeah, and believe it or not, one of those uh, Olymp- international Olympic athletes. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the refugees. Won. Yeah, one of the refugees won. What did they play? They play the Olympic theme song. Oh, I'll check yeah. it out. Okay. So well, yeah, yeah refugee blood uh, for the Olymp- t- team, team cool. Olympia. Cool, awesome. Yeah, I'm glad nice. to see them. To see them getting a medal. Yeah, he beat the Italian. <laughs> nice. This is great. And okay, lastly, we have to cover this in television. Um, it's this. So we called this thing last week. Uh, as you might remember, yes, Hulu uh, is officially now a well, not Hulu, but. Um, Time Warner is now a part of Hulu for 15%. Right. Um, and as Matt has called, they are changing up their model. Yep. I predicted last week that they would drop the free tier because of pressure. Sure enough, that pressure has been seen. They are dropping the free tier. Literally two days after we reported Mm -hmm. it, uh, Hulu announced that it will be moving to an all-subscription model and eliminating ad-supported service. However... This will this coincides with a deal that they made with Yahoo, or Yahoo. Yes, thank you. Nineteen ninety eight. Yes. Um. <laughs> so uh, they they Yahoo Yahoo a, uh, parentheses a Verizon company. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll we didn't report on that because it's not that's not really our jurisdiction, but still. Right, but yes, Verizon <laughs> bought Yahoo. That happened. Yes, uh, Yahoo launched Yahoo View. Which is where you could have seen the sixth season of Community. Yeah, you could have. Could have. I think you still can. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying you still could have. <laughs> could have. Um, but they will actually be uh, the place hosting the free uh, episodes. Yes. However, one, they'll be ad-supported. And two, they'll be the five most recent episodes yeah. from the shows of ABC, NBC, and Fox. Eight days after their original ugh, air date. Ugh, ugh. So it's, yeah, it's their own little schedule, basically. Yep. That sucks. But it's for free. Yeah. But as well as other networks and shows, they will have day after clips and full seasons of anime and Korean dramas for free. <laughs> okay. But the thing that you want... Yeah, is of course behind, yeah. Behind now the paywall. Yeah, because of course, because they've realized that it's just that there's no... Also, they've realized by the Netflix model that people are willing to pay. Also, I believe that Hulu has stuck around long enough that yeah. people trust it. Yeah, it's a good source now. it is now. Yeah. Um, and I think once they kick in that live streaming and get the sports, they're going to haul in a bunch of people. And again, I think that anything they can do to differentiate themselves from Netflix is going to be important for their brand. Yep. This is exactly what I said last week too. Same thing, is that they need it, it, this? They need to differentiate themselves so they're no longer seen as just Netflix's little brother. Right. No longer the Netflix competitor. Yeah. But the Netflix equivalent or superior. Doing they should, actually, I think it's not even equivalent. They need to be doing their own thing so right. much that, and I think that 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 thing we talked about last week, the live streaming, will do that. It'll yes. be like, hey, look, we're this other thing. We're television. We're not Netflix. Right. They want to be television. That's what they're trying to do. Once they get that live streaming, they're they're television. Yep. 
That's all they need. And it is possible. I mean, we have PlayStation View doing yeah. live stuff. So. View is doing that already. Yes. Except without the library that Hulu has. Right. So uh, Hulu has the advantage of having a built-in library of stuff already. And, a and the, the, the live streaming stuff. Yes. If they nail a way to do DVR-ish-esque uh, on-demand kind of stuff better than the way that View does it, then they have the better product. Why would you need to do DVR if you already have access to That's all the That's what systems? I'm saying. If they can make that easy to understand, basically do a similar thing to View where it's like, mark this, like, tell me when new ones are available of this. Oh, yes. Because that, if that, if they do it better than PlayStation View does, they have the better product. Right. So we'll have to wait and see. Yep. And stuff we no longer have to wait and see. We have the canceled ever news. Yay. Well, uh, most, okay, so ABC has decided to redo its primetime game shows. Matt, name those three primetime game shows. Uh, uh, I know this, I know this, I really know this. It's uh, uh, Celebrity Family Feud. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. It's uh, uh, <laughs> looking at the name. Uh, it's uh, Match Game. Do I have Match Game? Ding, 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 ding. All right, yeah, two, and, two for uh, three. Uh, 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 eh. I don't know the third one. It is. <laughs> oh, so close. But we are actually looking for $100,000 pyramid. Is it really $100,000 pyramid? It's still the $100,000 pyramid. That seems low. <laughs> Considering we had Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? <laughs> that 16 low. years ago? It <laughs> seems low. I'm saying. Yes. That <laughs> can't be right. It is the $100,000 pyramid. Wow, okay. With Michael Strahan. Oh, right, right. <laughs> And yeah, all match game with Adam Ball. Adam. Wow. Um, yes. <laughs> Not Adam Steve. Baldwin. God no. Uh, <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Yes, Alec Baldwin. Uh, the last thing is I want is an Adam Baldwin. And Celebrity show. Family Feud with Anthony Anderson. That sounds right. I believe that's right. An Anthony. Oh no no Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Anthony <laughs> Anderson. Yeah. Uh, the uh, guess um, who or whatever. <laughs> What's my line? <laughs> What's my line? I forget what it is, but yeah. Yeah. That one. Oh, I just realized it, it game. It, uh, there's more other game show news this week uh, that you don't have on here. What? Um, did you hear about this Beat Shazam thing that is going to be on television? No. There's going to be a Name That Tune-esque game show called Beat Shazam, and it's exactly what you think it is. They're gonna have Players will be competing against the... Mobile phone app Shazam, to see if it can guess they can guess the song before Shazam does. <laughs> uh, this well, is gonna be a real show. This is a real show. Yes. Is Shazam paying for it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Shazam's a sponsor. But yeah, they I, have to be. This is I I think it's going to be on television later this fall, but still. Wait, this is a network show. This is a network show. What the I hell? Which network picked it up? Yeah, I think it might be Fox. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I think it is Fox. But yeah, beat Shazam. Yes. <laughs> And uh, in other um, not to be confused with beat Kazam, which is where you uh, it's a trivia match against um, Shaquille uh, O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of music game show competitions, yes. NBC aired the ads for, with their new judges <laughs> that we already knew about. Yeah, and that Twitter lit up. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you know what? Alicia Keys and Miley Cyrus are your new it'll judges. Be interesting. Yeah. Everyone lit up saying, "Where's one? Where's Alicia Keys been?" And two. Why would you get Miley Cyrus? Um, actually, I'd say Alicia Keys is actually a really good fit. Yep. 
She actually knows what she's talking about. Yep, she's an actual musician. And the wild card is definitely Miley, but I think Miley Cyrus, the way I see it is if Adam frickin' Levine is up there and people trust his opinion about music, then fine. Miley Cyrus is fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're, like, basically the same to me. They so. had Pharrell out there, too, for a while. Yeah. And CeeLo Green. Pharrell's been in the business for a long, long time. Yes. CeeLo Green, yeah, there's some questionable things about that guy. Yes. But, but yeah, it makes sense. The choices have been have at least been somewhat logical. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay. fine, guys. Don't overreact. She's just being Miley. Yeah. <laughs> and in other uh, renewed news, CBS has decided, has decided to renew uh, its show called Zoo. I didn't know this was a thing. Uh, for a third season. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know what that was. As well as Big Brother Season 20 will air next summer on yep, CBS. as we predicted, it will come back. Yep. Uh, so they will do, as we said last uh, week, Season 19 the will be... The fall season will be on streaming. Yep. Yeah. 19 oh. will be on streaming, 20 will be on TV. Also, something I saw today that we didn't have in the news because it literally happened like an hour ago. Or at least I saw it an hour ago. Uh, some more details came out about that uh, Star Trek Discovery show. Okay. Uh, so now we know when it is in the timeline. It takes place 10 years before uh, the original series. Oh. So it is in between Enterprise and the, uh, and the original series. Okay. In that timeline. Uh, so it's not in the JJ timeline. No, but we could uh, see a young Captain Kirk at exactly, the end. Exactly. That is possible, yes. Yes. Uh, so additionally, the uh, lead, they did not specify whether it was the captain or not, but the lead character will, one, be female. Okay, I like this. And two may not be 100% human. Okay. So expect some sort of alien twist uh, for for the, the lead character in the show. Or robotic twist. Maybe. There's all, that's always an option, too. They've yes. done that before. Uh, but yeah, so that's a little bit, makes it seem a little bit more interesting. I could see that, being a robotic captain with data inputs while fighting with the more logical or heartfelt uh cast or maybe. rather space crew maybe or or they do like the other the other side the other option there which is oh tensions because of maybe they're an alien like a, a like half an alien or something and yeah maybe other crew members don't jive well with that or something because it's so early in the timeline maybe they're still maybe it's still controversial right know? they're not fully federation yeah. yet yeah maybe they're still learning how to get along Get along with new aliens, planets, I know, and it's so hard. Anyways, but yeah, so I thought that was interesting little tidbits today. Yeah, nice. And, um, Matt, here's, uh, what? we got the tissues, because Fox has decided to cancel Coupled. Okay. <laughs> was anybody watching Coupled? No. Yeah, but that's probably why. You were watching the other show that got canceled. Uh-oh. Party over here. No! It happened! It happened. It happened. It happened. Party oh. over here canceled after one season. What a rough year for the Lonely Island. Yep. They, their, their movie pop star does nothing in the box office, and their television show tanks after one season. Yep. Man, that sucks. And both are quality products. Yes. Both I enjoyed. Both are two of my favorite things to come out of this year. Well, they will... Both forever stay with it oh, this year. I keep thinking of things when we're already done with the news, but I have another thing. Okay. Uh, in sketch comedy news, did you hear? 
I don't know if you heard about this. Oh, yes, I heard. Two departures from Saturday Night Live yes, out I, of nowhere. I posted this on the Facebook, yes. actually. So, Taryn Killen, Till, Taryn Taren Killen, Killen and, Jay, and Farrow. Jay Farrow are not returning to next season of Saturday Night Live. Well, they no longer need Jay Farrow to do his Obama impressions because Obama won't not, be there. But at the same time, this is kind of weird, right? Because, yes. I mean... Jay Farrow, I guess, makes a little more sense. Basically, his one bit was Obama. Right. And, well, no, not his one bit. No. I, I liked his bit, the, the principal of the high school. I thought that was cute. Ooh, He's done that ooh, for, let me tell you something, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I like also liked uh, Kim and Kanye. <laughs> Waking up yeah. with Kim and Kanye. Yeah, that was all right. He's had some characters, but a lot of the time, I feel like they just tossed him in to do the I'm just going to do all my impressions in one bit yeah. thing. And I'm like, okay, Jay, you've done that a lot. It's like, we get it, but he didn't have enough unique stuff going on. Right. Taron Killam, though, is a shock to me. Yes. Because I feel like he was the easy one to just put in when they needed, like, a straight man. Because, like, he wasn't, he's not necessarily the funniest guy. Although I did, did like his um, review character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was all right. Everything is terrible. <laughs> yeah, that was all right. He's okay. He's yes. just, he's a little too white bread. I think having him and Colin Jost on the same show kind of was confusing. Maybe, but Colin Jost only did the news, though. Uh, yeah, well, no, exactly. Once they moved Colin Jost stuff. off of sketches, it made more yeah. sense, but still. Also, uh, that Renitsky kid will not be... Oh, John Renitsky's out, too? Yep. So, well, oh, here's my question, then. Are they replacing all of them with noobs? Because this was also supposed to be, I don't know if it will, after all this now, but it was supposed to be Kenan Thompson's last season. Yes, it is still his last season. So... They are, are they really going to replace four slots? Um, yeah. With, like, okay, I guess if they... Hey, I, internet, now's your time. Yeah, I guess, God, if you want to try or out Or Groundlings, now's your time. Actually, they probably already have done the auditions if they're smart. Or they're doing them right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, hey, I mean, this in a way, this is kind of cool. I mean, that's where they got Kyle Booty from, the I internet. I guess it'll all be guys, though, because they don't really need to fill in any female gaps. The female team is stronger than ever. I mean, right. Kate McKinnon is hot right now. Leslie Jones is hot right now. Uh, Vanessa Bayer, I think, is surprisingly one of the stronger right. members of the ensemble. Eddie right Bryant now. is. Eddie Bryant's good. great. Uh, yeah, they're all. Yeah. The women are the strongest part of the show. Again. Again. Just like they were 10 years ago. And so it's like, yep. it's, it's the dudes that are just, I guess, literally interchangeable. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see, I guess, when the, the season premieres. But, man. Rough cuts. Yep. And uh, no word yet on who the first uh, guest, uh, musical guest, will be. For the yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like... Uh, let, uh, thought experiment. Who do you think? The next Rock. season. Dwayne Rock Johnson. Okay. Uh, musical guest 21 Pilots. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like we just we just pitched an episode right there. I, I Dwayne that. the Rock Johnson and 21 Pilots. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's, that, that's your That's opener. a solid opener. That's your season opener. Yeah, that's a solid opener uh, right there. Well, what about... Well, let's do... Uh, Alison Brie, yes, and she's hot right now. Uh, and you get um, solo artist. Uh, solo artist uh, with an album coming out later this year. You get um, no. I was gonna say Chance the Rapper, but he's already on last right. season. Um, <laughs> Frank Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there it is. There it is. Alison Brie and Frank Ocean. Yep. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Uh, yeah, anyways, yes. we, we could do this all night, but... Yes, yeah. anyways. <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah. And uh, lastly, or in our renewed and died, um, deaths include David Huddleston, 
age 89, mm. advanced heart and kidney disease. Best known as a character actor and best known as the Lebowski in The Big Lebowski. Well, that makes sense. Yep. Aww. So, um, he, this is not, um, when I say The Big Lebowski, this is not, um, what's his name? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, yes. I'll say Jeff Davis. <laughs> Jeff Davis. Jim Davis? Yes. yes Creator of Garfield? <laughs> yeah. This is not Jeff Bridges' uh, Lebowski. No. This is the Lebowski that lives in the mansion that is mayor right. of the town, basically. Right. And the other um, sad departure is, happened today, or actually yesterday, right. John Saunders, 61 ESPN anchor, co-founder of the Jimmy V Foundation Research for Cancer, for Cancer Research. Uh, was a uh, ESPN anchor and did, covered a lot of the ESPN sports for the past 30 years. And so it's sad to see not only him, but Stuart Scott earlier this year. And it's just hard-hitting that this is happening. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's sad. Yep, uh, movie news. You mean music. Music. Uh, let me pull up the billboard. I'll do that real quick. I know that there is a shake-up this week. Yes. That some, okay. some stuff went down. And while he's pulling this up, I will mention right now that for those of you who still like Green Day and are looking forward to it, huh. uh, their new song will premiere tomorrow uh, called Boom Boom. Oh, no, sorry. Bang Bang. Not Bang Boom. Bang Bang will be their new song premiering tomorrow, 7 a.m. Uh, so look for it streaming, their new single. They will have an album out later this year. Uh, so, yeah. New twenty uh, not twenty one pilots. New Green Day. <laughs> might as well be. Yeah, might as well be. New <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Billboard charts. Your Hot One Hundred did not change this week. Uh, well, except for one move. Um, that Major Laser song dropped to number five. Your number one song is still Cheap Thrills by Sia. So yes. holding on for three weeks. Not bad. Um, your two hundred. Your album chart did shake up this week. Views by Drake moved down to number two and debuting this week at number one. DJ Khaled! What? With his album Major Key. Major uh, Key? So, yeah. Uh, DJ Khaled getting his first number one album. Nice. Debuting at number one, which is pretty good. Your rest of it uh, looks identical to last week, except for your number four, also debuting in the top four, five this week. Jake Owen's American Love debuts at number four this week. Okay. And that's your uh, billboard. All right. And uh, also, debuting this week was... Britney Spears' new music video right. called Make Me. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Or, as the music video goes, Make Me, oh. You know. Yeah. Do Make her do bedroom things. Yep. Where, in it, <laughs> uh, they were a bunch of Britney Spears and her female colleagues um, flocking over good-looking men and sexualizing over them. You know, as you do. Yep. Um... Only reason I bring this up is because two weeks earlier, Fergie decided to release her music video, MILFs. <laughs> or Mothers I'd Like to Follow. <sighs> in which that is over sexualization on females. Okay. And how men and boys flock over MILFs because they are powerful women. Who still look great in sexy bikinis and <laughs> lingerie and can still strip their stuff. Uh, so basically, uh, music videos highlight sexuality. Film at eleven. Yep. 
<laughs> News flash. News flash. Wow. Uh, I just like how they're, they're two different um, female singers. Trying to both make comebacks. Well, trying to make both make comebacks, yeah. but two, using sexualization in two very different ways. It's what you do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's how you stand up from the crowd. It's, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. We're used to it by now. So people on the internet, and especially mothers, stop complaining. The more important the note here is that both songs kind of suck. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on. Although Britney Spears does look really great in this music video. Sure, then, sure. Fergie doesn't look bad either. Yeah, compared to her VH1, or not VH1, her Grammy, or whatever it was. Or she Go looked board. like a robot, looks like she didn't want to be there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This whole the, the whole Britney thing is confusing to me. I feel like she lost a personality. I don't know. I just don't... I don't know who she is at this point. Right. Besides just this machine cranks out music. I feel like after the whole going crazy thing in the 2000s, I mean, you know, be that as it will, the Kevin, Fe- Kevin Federline drama and all that stuff. It's like, I feel like she lost up, like, the, the part where she could be personable. Like, I just don't... Well, it's because no one knows what she I, wants to be or just, needs to yeah, be Yeah, right I just now. don't care. I just don't care about Britney Spears. I it's because she needs to be the mom... But she's still trying to retain yeah. this pop, pop idol, idol stuff. Yes. And it's like, I don't know. Come back, Lady Gaga. We need you, <laughs> is basically, I guess, what I'm saying. I like, I guess, if I want a pop, I want a pop star, I want a pop star with personality. So, see ya. Yeah. Yes. 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 See ya. See ya is filling that gap. Gaga, Kesha, well, give, I don't know about Carly. Kesha. Give me, give me personality more, give over, me more. over freaking yes. robot dance moves okay anyways anyways uh oh talking about uh netflix and stranger things last week we said they'll be releasing their soundtrack mm-hmm. this week we have a date and that was fast um, this will be uh stranger things soundtrack will be released in two installments the first will be digital digitally on august 12th this Friday, uh, with a CD release following on the September 16th, and then you'll get a second installment of Stranger Things set for August 19th, the following week, with a CD release the following week as well, on September 23rd. Mm-hmm. So, hey, they're still doing CDs, and for some reason they're doing two installments. I guess it is an eight-episode show, probably... For good use, also to make that money. Yeah, yeah. So if you like that soundtrack and all those synths, you can pick this up and download it this Friday. Now let's talk about Kanye West. Sure, as as we want to do. Yep. His Twitter uh, briefly was shut down this past weekend, Ooh. and then had to get resurrected. We're not really sure what happened. Uh, or what the cause was, but yeah, weird, weird thing. Did he say I just used my account? That no. Oh. <laughs> he didn't actually comment on it at all. Uh, okay. So who knows what happened? All right. Well, Kanye West has surpassed Michael Jackson and Frankie Valli for the most top forty hits by a male artist on Hot One Hundred. Oh, okay. Yep, making him number ten overall. I guess the most shocking thing here is wait. A Life of Pablo song was on the top of 100? Uh, no. <laughs> of course it wasn't. This was Kanye West feature on Schoolboy Q's. Oh, right. That part. Got it. Okay. 
Because he doesn't make singles anymore. Right. We know that. Um, this single is Kanye West's 40th top 40 hit that he either sings or he's featured on. on. or, yeah. Yeah, which is how he bypasses a lot of this stuff. Right, yeah, because he's featured on a lot. So, Bat, can you name the other 10 in front of him? Well, you just said Michael Jackson. No, he just passed them for number 10. So there's people ahead of even Yes, there are nine people ahead of him in front of him. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe the top artist of all time. That's debatable. Okay. <laughs> so, number 10 is Kanye West with 40. Okay. 41 is Marvin Gaye. We'll get back to him in a second. Yes. Uh, 42 is Chris Brown. Ugh. 44 is James Brown. Okay. With 45 is Jay-Z. Sure. 46 is Stevie Wonder. Uh-huh. Then it jumps to 53 with Drake. Whoa. Yes, that Drake... Yep. Apparently, he's been featured a lot. Yeah, he definitely has. So that's a, that's the reason why he's <laughs> jumped up other fifty-three. He's quite a few singles himself too. Yeah, but again, that feature contest. Um, yep. Uh, at fifty-seven is Elton John. Mm-hmm. The surprise jump here to sixty-nine singles <laughs> in the top forty. Nice. Is Little Wayne. Yeah, that checks out. Yep. Those features. Yep. And. The king of them all, number yeah. one, literally the king, with 80 hits, Elvis Presley. That makes sense. Yeah. He had a pretty long career. Surprisingly on here, no Beatles. No, uh, that's the thing, is uh, uh, they were never really a singles band. They're more of an album. They're known for their albums. Yep. Um, so the Hot 100 was not where they lived. Also, you have to keep in mind that the, hot, the Billboard stuff has a division line uh, at a certain point. The, what is referred to as the sound scan era and the pre-sound scan era. There was a time where they start, started counting differently, using different data, and that happened around the 60s. Okay. Fun fact. Fun facts. <laughs> Stuff we provide here all the time. Yeah, <laughs> always. Yep. And lastly in music news, um, we're going to talk about Marvin Gaye and Ed Sheeran. Yep. Yep. So Ed Sheeran's back in the news again, uh, being sued <laughs> for "Let's Get It On." Apparently, not every song is related to "Let's Get It On" <laughs> in one way or another. You know what? In this case, I think they might actually have a case. Okay. Because if you listen to the uh, "Let's Get It On" and then "Thinking Out Loud," which is the song he's getting sued over here, they have the almost an identical uh, like backbeat. Like, okay. the actual, like, background of the song are very, very similar. It's the same tempo. You could do a mashup of the two songs, and they'd fit with each other, is what I'm saying. So I feel like that's probably what they're going at, going after here. The actual, of course, melody of the song is different. But, yeah, the argument here is what the foundation is. Right. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, in most of these cases, settlement is the way this gets resolved. I'm sure that Ed Sheeran wants to stay out of court if he can. Yep. So I'm sure that they'll just say. Well, especially with Thinking Out Loud, because this one song of the year. Yeah. And two Grammys. Huge hit. Uh, And so, yeah, there's no reason for this to go drag on like uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So this will be very tidily dealt with. Oh, speaking of Led Zeppelin, apparently they're suing the other family. Yeah. uh, For them to pay for their lawyer fees. (laughs) Wow, okay. Yep. They just won't let this go. Well, they're basically saying, hey, 
You brought us into this. Yeah. Now pay for these guys. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, so this will be interesting to see how this one plays out, especially not only with the recent uh, Stairway to Heaven controversy, but also with uh, three years ago Blurred Lines and right. Marvin Gaye again. Right. Yeah, different Mar- Marvin Gaye songs. Yes. And, yeah, he has no problem with uh, that travesty that is, let's Mar- Marvin, Marvin Gaye and get, get it on. on. Which I feel like is the real problem here. <laughs> That's the problem, child. We're just ignoring here. <laughs> this is this is a tragedy that you're you're ignoring. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, let's wrap this up with video games. So before we get into our review of No Man's Sky, we have two <laughs> hard hitting news uh, articles. First one being Bethesda, and Pete Hines. They're those guys that make those them their. Um... Skyrim. The Skyrim games. Yep. Uh, Well, they've been in talks with Nintendo about the NX. And apparently they've been in, like, serious talks about the hardware. Uh To the point that uh, Pete Hines in in an interview said that we will put our games, put out our games on any format that supports the games we envisage and, and make them. So if it's possible for the NX to make these games or to play these games they'll put it out for the Wii that sounds like for, a state that sounds like a statement of a company which is trying to figure out whether it's viable and that's a bad sign if you're Nintendo because if you're Nintendo you want the the press early press to be yeah we're excited to work with Nintendo on the NX not we're going to see if we can shoehorn this thing to play our really complicated games well no one has any depth <laughs> There's yeah. no dev kits for the no. NX. That's what I'm saying, though, is that if you can't even get, like, if Nintendo isn't preaching well enough about this thing to get devs on their side this early, then you already are behind. But one, Nintendo is, has recently, recent years, been open to third parties. And if they're talking to Bethesda, been, basically well, saying, what specs do we need to play your games? Been, yeah, I mean, it's good that they're having a dialogue, but I don't think the dialogue is going to be good enough is basically what I'm saying. If Fallout 4 barely ran on PS4, there's no way it'll run on an X. The specs for that thing, at least the rumored specs, are pretty low. If it really does run on this, like, NVIDIA, like, shield chip, it's it's a portable device. It's designed to be portable. This is not a PS4. So there's no way Bethesda's games will run. Unless they severely cut them down. So you're saying don't hold your breath. That's what I'm saying. Is that this is not good early early buzz for your console if you're Nintendo. You don't want this kind of talk. You want the kind of talk where developers are saying, we can do so much. We're so excited. That's what you want. That's like what the stuff like before the GameCube came out. But that's the thing. Is that you haven't heard that about a Nintendo console since when the GameCube came out. Remember that when before the Wii came out? When EA had that thing where they made such a big deal, they literally said, we're going to have an unprecedented partnership with Nintendo, with a Nintendo Wii. <laughs> Six months into the launch of the console, EA dropped out completely. Yep. That's not great. <laughs> so, no. But the Wii still sold without EA. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying that that's not a good sign uh, if you're Nintendo, and I think that Nintendo is just now as, has a track record of this for the last... Okay. This will be the third console in a row where they just can't and will not be able to convince third parties 
Well, because there's parties work on specs, like hard drive computers, and well, building a, their it, games. It becomes a budget thing. Yeah. It becomes a budget thing. Studios, if they're already making a version for PS4 and Xbox One and PC, those versions are all going to be basically the same. They all run on x86. Uh, like, they're basically the same game. As soon as you throw the NX in there, it's going to run on a completely different architecture, and they have to put more resources because of that. So yeah, it's just it's not practical, and it hasn't been for the last three consoles. It's just yeah, it's not going to be. All right. They're and, just doing it again. And lastly, in video games, Microsoft has officially announced that they will that one their two terabyte hard drive white heart their two terabyte Xbox <laughs> S yes Xbox One S yes two terabyte white go. console uh huh. Has officially sold out. Oh, there you go. You did it, guys. Yes. You did what no one thought you could do, which is move two terabyte consoles. <laughs> Not only two terabyte consoles, but the Microsoft One S, especially <laughs> since you announced Scorpio. Yeah. I guess, sure enough, there were people who were holding out on the Xbox One. Yep. And sure enough, uh, you will still be able to get all the, uh, the one terabyte models and the 500 gigabyte models. Is yeah. it 500 or 1.5? Uh, I think it's 500. Yeah, it's 500. 501, 2. Right. Yeah. The 500 uh, gig and the 1 terabyte models, uh, those will still be available. However, the limited edition white will no longer be sold. You will, however, be able to get a 2 terabyte model when they package it with Gears of War. Yeah, that's smart. And, however, that will be a red console. Right. Because Because Gears. Gears. Yep. Yeah, that's smart. To just uh, dole those out carefully. Yep. Yeah, cool. Cool. I'm not... Uh, we don't need one of those. No. <laughs> I, I'm not looking forward yeah, to it. But. There's no reason. Yeah. So... Uh, uh, you don't have this, so I'm going to add this. Uh, September 7th. Sony has announced September 7th will be a media event where likely they will reveal Neo. the PlayStation Neo. Uh, they haven't confirmed that part of it, but... Obviously, that's why they're doing it. They say they're going to have it as a showcase of, quote, the future of PlayStation, unquote, and will showcase some new games. So my guess is this is your Neo coming out party. This is when you have have your your short list of games. Look at how good this is on the PlayStation Neo. September 7th, you said? September 7th. My sister's birthday. Yep. Well, one, <laughs> that's in a month. Yep. And two... That's right before holiday season. Mm -hmm. It's very strategic. Yep. They, if they do that, that means they're probably they'll probably set to launch this thing in November. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, also, uh, this will be a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about. One of those games is likely to be No Man's Sky. The reason being, today Sean Murray was quoted. Uh, that's the lead developer at Hello Games. Uh, has said that if produced if produced for the neo he believes that no man's sky would be a completely different game foundation like by its foundation really because he would have that much more power to play around with so speaking of no man's speaking sky speaking of let's talk about let's talk about this game so no man's sky oh uh, we've been talking about this game for a while we've been hyping it up um well, it's been hyping itself up for the past three years. No Man's Sky is one of those games that kind of is probably responsible for its own undoing. And I don't mean that in a bad way. 
but I kind of do. Do you remember Spore? Yes. That EA game that was supposed to be the big follow-up to Sims by the same guy. Uh, uh, what's his name? The Sims guy. Yes. Sims City guy. I forget his name. Uh, um, well, speaking of Spore, um, when it came out, my brother got $40 for his birthday yeah. and spent it on Spore. Yeah. And we played that thing. Yeah. For a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what I'm saying is, like, I remember the big buzz around Spore, where everybody's like, oh, this is going to do all this crazy stuff, and EA thinks it's going to be this big thing, it's going to revolutionize this, that, and that. And then, yeah, and then it came out, and people were like, this is all right, but it didn't catch on like The Sims did. It didn't right. catch on like SimCity did. It, did. it just didn't work in the same way. And so I feel like a lot of people had that feeling about No Man's Sky. It was promoted as this, this is going to be this big thing, and it's going to be unlimited planets, and you'll make changes that other people will see if they land on your planet, and just endless possibilities. It was basically touted as this thing. It's like you could basically play it forever. Right. So all this may very well be true, now that we have the final, final copy in our hands, but I feel like so many people got so many ideas about what they thought this game was, that they blew it up in their mind and thought this was going to be some sort of perfect thing. And so I feel like, yeah, what the game the game itself just happens to be a double-edged sword. Because it's not going it's both is and isn't going to live up to people's expectation. Okay. Let's talk about how it's not going to live up. <laughs> I want to end this on a positive note. Yeah, of course. So, uh this thing is very expansive and maybe too expensive for its own good. Yeah. So, according to Sean Murray, there's like eight quintillion planets. It's a lot. And you can zoom out and zoom out yep. forever and... Get that nice, be like, when does this stop kind of feeling. Yes. Um, so, we should probably explain what this game is, because I feel like that's probably part of the problem, is that they never really communicated very well. Oh, we gotta speed up, huh? Yep. Uh, we never, they never really communicated what it is. So, it's one of the newest... It's in one of a, many of a new trend of crafting games. It started with Minecraft. Yes. Uh, there's been other games that have done this as well. Basically, the the bulk of the actual moment-to-moment -moment gameplay here is destroying and gathering resources to create and craft other resources to use for your devices, whether it be your suit or your ship. Yes. Uh, I feel that even though we we're only early into this game, and right now we're still crafting stuff to get to other planets mm -hmm. my gut feeling is that eventually we will be able to craft cities or at least that's my hope maybe that's the thing is that 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 mechanic could be used for all sorts of different things but as it stands right now it seems like you are basically going through the same motions every planet you land on a planet it's uniquely generated uh it'll be unlike any other planet it'll have unique flora unique fauna fauna sorry um and each of them will have things you can discover in them, like these outposts that'll be have like you know special things in different locations, and it'll basically give you incentives to find all of these. Basically, one hundred percent complete. In quote, like I'm using air quotes here, uh, complete the planets, research there in a quest to eventually get to the center of the universe to find out something about some sort of atlas. I don't know if atlas is a corporation. I don't know if atlas is a being. But Atlas is referred to and is somehow in charge of something. Okay. Yeah. Now, have you encountered the Gek? I've heard of the Gek in some of the items I've picked up. Okay. 
So it's like it seems like there is some sort of lore going on. There's some sort of story. You do encounter uh, alien races. You do occasionally talk to them. I talked to a few dudes. Uh, there's a language that you're learning. There's a lot of cool stuff, and there's a lot of really cool moments that happen in this game. Like the first time that you take off, exit the atmosphere of the planet, and suddenly are in space is really cool. And then you turn around and you have like the big planet view, mm-hmm. and you're just like it just really makes you realize, man, I went nowhere. <laughs> the scale is like enormous in this game. Yep. Because it's like if there's quintillions of these things, I don't even know how they even have room for it. Yes, uh, this is this specifically is the reason why my uh, coworker will not touch this game because he is a perfectionist. He's a platinum trophy whore. <laughs> he said this so I can say it, mm-hmm. and he will not touch this game because for him he will purposely visit every planet, mine every resource, and move on to the next one. Yeah, in order to complete. Quote, quote, complete the game. Yeah, I think the game is interesting in the way where it kind of has this balance of it's basically trying to tell you only get the stuff you need because yes. there's mechanics that are put in there on purpose to stop you from going completely willy-nilly. Yep. If attacked, the animals will attack you. That's one. So don't kill all the animals is basically what it's telling you. As for the resources, if you mine too much, there will be drones that will attack you. So basically that's telling you, hey, Maybe if you like your precious life, don't k- to destroy everything, even if you want to. And so I think that there's a way where you can be peaceful in your conquest of these planets and still go plant to plant and discover. But yeah, if you're a perfectionist, this is yeah, this game would be very dangerous. Yep. Because there's no way the game does not want you, in fact, to be a perfectionist. No, it, it likes you to. Explore. There is no tutorial. It's basically get up and go. There's really no challenge either. Like the, the challenge is basically what you make it. The only way that the game would be hard, at least from what I can tell, is if you made it hard by getting all the drones to your location, getting all the animals to attack you. Basically, if you get into enough crap, do you get enough trouble, then you're going to die. Yes, the game starts to fight back against you. Yeah, but other than that, though, it's actually very relaxing. It encourages peacefulness encourages relaxation yeah i actually uh, started playing the star wars soundtrack via <laughs> spotify and surprisingly it works because it's a space I game i bet it does and uh it's very relaxful it reminds me a lot of the fault oh my god the witness <laughs> the witness yeah um i could see that i, did, yeah. I haven't tried it with music yet i tried it with podcast today great podcast game yeah because there's nothing really that you need to focus on for sound Music is actually interesting, though. Uh, music, um, I did not expect going into a space station in a hard rock theme playing. So the soundtrack is definitely shocking me so far. <laughs> it's been really interesting. But yeah, um, it seems like there's probably a lot more that we haven't experienced with this thing. I'm sure we'll talk about it in the weeks to come. Yeah, the more we explore through this Barely game, scratch the, the more we get into this game, the more we will actually yeah. be able to review this game. And figure out what the hell is going on and what the hell we're supposed to do. Yeah, and there's and one of the awesome things about this is that there's going to be a lot of real cool moments. I've already had like a lot of real cool moments in, yes. with this game that I'm sure we'll talk about later when and we have more time. We, I but. will be uh, live streaming this on YouTube, and you can find yep. us on a Media Boat Podcast on YouTube. Yep, and that's a perfect segue to end, exit the show. That's pretty much all we had to talk about. Yep. So find us on Twitter, yep. find us on Facebook, 
Media Boat Podcast. I'm uh, actually out promoting this via yes. Meetup. Yes, good. We're yes. expanding our horizons. Yep. So if you like this, share it with your friends. Um, unfortunately, iTunes does limit us to 20 episodes, so go to Podbean and you will find all of our episodes. Uh, follow us on Facebook. I post directly from the Podbean. The Podbean, yeah, not from do. iTunes. And you'll be able to uh, direct link from there to find all of our episodes. And with that, he's Matt, I am Mike, and we are out of here, right? We'll see you next week with another episode of Media Boat Podcast. Bye. Bye.